When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is Gayish, the podcast that wants you to know if you spill your lube, just throw a pinch of it over your shoulder right into Satan's mouth. Uh, I'm Mike Johnson, and we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. Today, I'm with fucking Dan. How's it going? It's going great. Excellent. Didn't step on a single crack on my way here today. (laughs) (laughs) Um, As as we're alluding to, we're going to talk about superstitions today. But first, uh, so Kyle's not here. Uh, Kyle is taking a break from the show, so you just have 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 me and fucking Dan and whoever else we can get to co-host for at least the next couple of weeks. Um, keep Kyle in your thoughts and prayers, but also please do not reach out to him. Don't harass him. Uh, he doesn't need any pressure in his life right now. So just just smile and fucking take it. I guess is what I'm <laughs> here to tell you to do. Yeah. All right. We're gonna talk about superstitions, but first, here's the news. Shut your mouth hole, it's time for your ear holes. News, news, news. Uh, news the first. So in Edinburgh, which is fun to say. Mm-hmm. I've uh, been there. Yeah? I know that bitch. You know that bitch? <laughs> I've been there too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, three men have been arrested and charged in connection to an abhorrent attack against a gay couple in oh. Edinburgh's city center. You think of the UK as being like totally gay friendly and awesome, but that's not necessarily always true. And even in the most liberal of cities like Seattle, sometimes shit happens. Uh, but two gay men who are understood to be a couple were brutally attacked and robbed on Edinburgh's bustling Leith Street near John Lewis on July the 30th. Happened around 9.30 p.m. in front of a group of people. Jesus. Yeah. An eyewitness told the Edinburgh Evening News that they had seen a group of men punching, kicking, and spitting on the victims before stealing a bag and fleeing. Uh, The witnesses also said they saw people walk and drive by the scene, and some even watched and laughed. Jesus. Um, Police Scotland announced on the 7th of August, that's yesterday as we're recording this, that three men aged 23, 22, and 21 had been arrested in connection to that incident. Uh, The police force said the men had been charged with two alleged assaults and homophobic crime. Um, they have Good. been, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, they have been released on an undertaking to appear at Edinburgh Sheriff Court at a later date. And uh, Police Scotland said a report will be submitted to the Procurator Fiscal, which I don't know what that is, but it sounds kind of hot. Fist, fist, what? what? Yeah. <laughs> the Procurator Fisc- Fiscal. Fiscal. Ah. Um, is there any, any information on how the, the victims are doing? Well, Police Scotland previously said the gay men who are aged 33 and 30, quote, weren't seriously injured following the attack. Um, And it's my understanding that their status is unknown at this moment. Mm. Um, But again, the police said that they weren't seriously injured. So I'll take them at their word and assume that they're going to make a full recovery. Uh, Detective Inspector Mark McGraw said in a statement that, quote, any form of hate crime has a huge impact on those targeted 
An attack on people because of their sexual orientation, gender identity, race, or beliefs is abhorrent and will not be tolerated. I should have said that in a Scottish accent, maybe. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to, though. No? Oh, come on. (laughs) I can't do accents. So, unless I'm hanging around people that have an accent, and then I subconsciously pick it up and do it really badly, I think. It's great. Okay. Um, Yeah, so um, our our thoughts are with with y'all in Scotland. News the second. Tom Daly, who's adorable, Olympian Tom Daly, gold medal winning diver Tom Daly, Dustin Lance Black's husband. That's bad. That's 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 like that's like, you know, when when like famous female scientists are referred to as their husband's oh, yeah. wife or whatever. Anyway, it's, anyway, I think it's relevant to, you know, who he is and, you know, that he also has a famous partner, a famous uh, husband. Yeah, well, apparently he and trailblazing trans weightlifter Laurel Hubbard, if you've been following that, that, bit, that yeah. story a little bit. Yeah, there's a there's a, a trans weightlifter. Anyway, we're, we're targeted by Russian television in their in their coverage of the Olympics. Russia One, which is uh, state owned in their in their coverage of the Tokyo Olympic Games, had a panel. And in that one of the panelists, a member of the Russian parliament, said he was, quote, disgusted by gay and trans people. And shouted that we, whatever we means, strongly oppose all this smut and perversion and described LGBT plus people as an abomination. I don't know that that's particularly surprising that Russia would cover it that way. You know. Yeah. Hey, Russia, we see you. Yeah. Yeah, we see you. We're watching. <laughs> but um, I, I thought I thought Tom Daly uh, sort of handled it pretty well once that was it was brought to his attention. He said um, that he hadn't that he hadn't seen the coverage uh this this incident that happened uh, in particular but he uh, told the evening standard that uh, he's been in a bubble while competing and that athletes don't really see anything while they're at the olympics but then he said quote history shows that everything that society is has been dictated from the straight white male experience if we could come together and use different points of view the world would be a better place Uh, He said he feels extremely lucky to be representing Great Britain and not a country where LGBT plus people face face criminalization and even death sentences. Uh, He said, quote, there are 10 countries that are competing at these Olympic Games where being LGBT is punishable by death. I feel extremely lucky to be representing Team Great Britain to be able to stand on the diving board as myself with a husband and a son and not worry about any ramifications. But I know that I'm very fortunate to have that and that there are lots of people who grow up around the world with less fortunate situations. I just hope that seeing out sports people in all these different sports is going to help people feel less alone, feel like they are valued and can achieve something anyway. Yeah. We're also watching you still Ghana. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, I Tom Daly's adorable. Okay. <laughs> and knitting up a storm. Yeah, That's he knitted so... that thing that he put his medal in. Is that what you're oh, referring really? to? I didn't see that. He yeah, he knitted. He knit, knit, knitted. It? No, what, what, what's the knitted. past? Two yeah. half knitting. Two. Um, he made a like a koozie for his medal, like, it, like to keep it warm. Oh, like, or, wow. or... I saw his like he did like a, a little sweater that had like the like logos on it oh, and wow. things and like some some kanji stitched yeah. into it and it he's got just... a whole separate Instagram just for his like this... his his fabric arts it kind of pisses me off when somebody that hot and talented is then also good at something else like (laughs) just be good at one thing you beautiful beautiful stud you anyway um yeah 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 his knitting is is uh is is pretty great check that out 
Uh, news the last. So, We're ending on a high note. Nope. Oh, We're really not. I'm sorry. Wow, just like a shit sandwich with shit bread. Yeah, exactly. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, so the Union Gospel Mission here in Seattle filed a petition on Monday asking the U.S. Supreme Court to decide a case in which the Washington Supreme Court ruled in favor of a bisexual lawyer who sued the mission over its anti-LGBTQ hiring policy. So attorney Matt Woods, who is actually a friend of mine, oh, wow. and I'm, I'm only covering this story now because it's actually in the news. Had mm-hmm. we, I talked to him before about maybe covering this story, and, and he was like, maybe don't do that, huh. at least not yet. Anyway, this friend of mine, Matt Woods, um, he was, he was uh, in 2017, he sued Seattle's Union Gospel Mission uh, because it refused to hire him to its free legal aid clinic after he disco- disclosed that he was in a same-sex relationship. Union Gospel Mission said, we are a religious organization, we're, um, and, and although we're one of the largest homeless services nonprofits in the Seattle area, we are exempt from the state's anti-discrimination law because of this religious connection. Because um, Jesus. Because Jesus. So King County actually ruled against Matt and, and said, yep, they're a religious organization, tough titties. Uh, that went to the Washington State Supreme Court, who then ruled in favor of Matt and said, is not a, that, is not a, that is not a role that requires religious oversight, and they are not exempt. Okay. Um, and then, uh, so now they have appealed to the Supreme Court. So we, wow. we'll, we'll, we'll continue to watch this story. Uh, the, the, their petition says, quote, churches and religious organizations have the First Amendment right to hire those who share their beliefs without being punished by the government. Courts have consistently recognized that a religious organization's purpose will be undermined if the government forces it to hire those who do not subscribe to the group's beliefs. And uh, then, of course, Matt and his lawyers made the opposite case that the type of services provided at a legal aid clinic, which helps homeless clients resolve issues like old warrants, immigration problems, and getting their ID, weren't covered by the state's exemption for religious employers. Matt said, uh, Matt Woods said, quote, I am, sa- am, I am as sad today as I was the day the gospel mission told me I could not work for them because I am bisexual after spending so many years as a volunteer. I believe every person should have equal opportunity to follow their calling and serve their community, regardless of whom they love or how they express their gender identity. And that's what this case has always been about for me. Wow. Um, this is an ongoing story. Yeah. I'm going to cover it. And right here, local. Yeah, right, right here, I local. Right where that is. Yeah. In fact, Matt has been in my home before, oh. so like that that level of acquaintance. So like we actually know each other and yeah. and, and you talk. Know that so by bitch. I know that by bitch. Yeah. yeah. Um, and went to his house for Pride uh, in 2018 or 2019. Anyway, um, yeah, that's the news. Okay, okay, Dan. Okay, fucking Dan. Um, we're going to talk about superstitions. Very superstitious. Uh, we have with us <laughs> writing on the wall. Ah, I knew I could Great. get you to do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, we're having Maddie and Andrew from Friday the 13th on. That is a, that's a horror podcast in that they talk about horror movies and the horrors of real life. Which yeah. There's, uh, there's plenty in both camps, I guess. But yeah, we had a, a nice conversation with them and, and uh, I'm parting the kimono. I don't want to pretend that we haven't already talked talked to them. We already talked to them. It was lovely. You're going to love it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) And um, 
but, but before we do was there anything we didn't talk about superstition wise oh that's a great question like we kind of dug into some stuff um we talked about like you know the the usual suspects black cats and walking under ladders and 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 spilling salt and shit like that but yeah i think the only like the the big area of superstitions that like uh, there's a we talked about uh, we talked a little bit about like who is more superstitious and mm. are queers more superstitious so um that's an interesting conversation we have with them and and we talk a little bit about each of our own superstitious beliefs um there's like with the olympics going on right now of course it's like very topical that so many athletes have personal superstitions oh yeah um and then there's some sort of like broad ones that seem to apply even across sports like uh the playoff beard which is my favorite superstition yeah like every baseball player and like all sorts of sports i think football players too they'll like not shave out of superstition if they make it to the playoffs and then through the entire playoffs so like every athlete gets 10 percent hotter at least great. during the playoffs great <laughs> excellent sorry about that i know i don't mean to be beard shaming you no at it's all, okay Mike. No, it's fine it's fine it's fine yeah 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 it like especially baseball players i think i associate yeah. weird superstitious behavior with baseball players like yeah. they oh, have yeah. to enter the box the right way and they have to do whatever spit yeah so many times and, and, and yeah and and, and to, like yeah the sometimes the way that they make their approach or hold the bat i don't know it's fucked up um and then the 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 beard thing also then makes me think of it's not i don't think it's born out of superstition i think it's born out of some like weird medical misinformation that they don't jerk off oh yeah yeah uh, certain athletes from certain sports don't jerk off and then that's supposed to like give them some kind of weird hormone boost or some shit yeah um but who knows if that's actually like medicine or if that's just superstition probably not yeah Yeah. um yeah yeah it's interesting um well, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we were going to have, we are going to have Maddie and Andrew from Frygate the Thirteenth. Um, so let's uh, let's take a break. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. Oh, that's my demon voice. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Did you say Bloody Mary too many times? <laughs> Candyman, Candyman, Candyman. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. Are we back? Yeah, we're back. <laughs> we're back. Great. Uh, we are here with we are here with Maddie and Andrew from Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, welcome to the show, you guys. Thank you for having us. Hi, everybody. Yeah, thanks for being here. Really appreciate it. Um, uh, why don't you introduce yourselves a little bit and and tell our listeners about your show, if you don't mind? Sure, I can I, I can go first. Uh, I am co-host Andrew of Friday the Thirteenth Horror Podcast. We are a podcast that talks all about horror in real life and in the movies. Usually, we pick, uh, you know, one or two movies that have a certain theme about them, and then we also show how that reflects on the real world. Um, so yeah, and we we do that from our little gay perspective. So that's kind of our show. But yeah, Maddie, what about you? Uh, yeah, hi, I'm Maddie. Um, Andrew lives in Chicago. I now live in Dublin, Ireland. Um, so it's fun. This is actually our first recording as an international podcast. So it's kind of exciting. And we're very happy to be with Gayish. Like Andrew said, we talk all about horror. Um, it's really uh, something near and dear to our hearts because uh, we really look at horror not just as an escape, but as a mirror to our world. And looking at the the very deep and troubling things that happen every day. Now, that being said, it's not always dark. 
we also love to laugh quite a bit because we're gay. That's just what we do. Um, so, so anyways, yeah, we're happy to be with you guys and thanks so much for having us. Yeah, absolutely. I was, uh, I, I was listening to your show this morning on my way home and, uh, y- y'all took July off because of all of this stuff going on in your lives. Yeah, we've been doing, a, <laughs> we've been moving a lot. Um, I, uh, like, like I just said earlier, um, I'm, I'm in Dublin now. Um, just moved here in, in mid July mm-hmm. and, uh, it's wild doing an international move is, uh, it's sort of, it, it's definitely one of the craziest things I've ever done in my life, but it's also kind of like death by a million cuts. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like you do it and then you get there and you're like, Oh shit, I got to buy literally everything that I used <laughs> to have in my life all over again. And Oh, yeah. wait a minute. How does Wi-Fi work? And Oh, my phone, how does how do I make that work here? So it's, it's been crazy, but it's been lovely. Um, and Dublin is just a beautiful place and we've been, um, magically blessed with great weather as soon as I got here, which for Ireland is, um, it's a pretty fucking big blessing. So it's, it's been good. So yeah, I moved here. That was a huge move. Of course, Andrew and, uh, and, and his husband, Michael, um, who's also our producer, they just moved into a new condo in Lincoln Square in Chicago. So we've both mm-hmm. sort of had these gigantic moves, like the biggest moves of our lives almost um, at the same time. So uh, for, for July, we, we well, and part of August, we've been on hiatus, mm. um, which has been a nice little break so we can get our get ourselves in order first before yeah. we start start right back to production yeah and and uh, andrew you're in chicago um what uh what's the deal with market days is it happening did it already happen it's an august thing right yeah it's actually happening right now um it's it's a little bit of a mixed bag for me because uh we know we had a delta palooza last week so okay. <laughs> we'll see how that goes and then you know a week later we have a huge street fest uh, so they're not they're not um asking for proof of vaccination at the street fest so so oh, wow. we'll see. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Well, I'm glad that you have us as an excuse to not be getting dead. <laughs> yeah. Right now. So, uh, Appreciate uh, the vacation from my own household. <laughs> I mean, yeah. and also like, listen, market days, people gaze over COVID is coming for you. So like, be careful out there, baby. You'll be on Instagram. Look out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, again, welcome to the show. You guys really appreciate having you here. And um, we're here to talk to you about superstitions, um, being that you talk about horror a lot, the, the, the intersection of those two things is pretty, pretty wide, I think. Um, but I just kind of wanted to start with, like, do you consider yourselves to be superstitious people? And, and what are your superstitions, if so? Andrew, you go first. Um, I don't necessarily think that I'm, you know, really big at superstitions. Um, the only one that I uh, uphold is I never split the pole. And I don't know if you know what that means, but uh, <laughs> it's... Uh, uh, what the, what the I, fuck I, is I, Listen, I've known Andrew for years. Even I don't know what fucking split the what the fuck is that? <laughs> That's not a like a cosmetic surgery for your dick, right? Like I know <laughs> that no. happening oh, in like, bifurcation. Yeah. <laughs> don't bifurcate your penis. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically when you're walking with someone down the street, you never walk on different sides of the uh, of any kind of street sign or uh, light post or anything like that. It's just something that I huh. do. I don't know why. It's probably from Scary Movie 2, that stupid spoof movie where she says, oh, yeah. now don't split oh, yeah. the pole now. <laughs> it's something stupid, oh, I'm sure, but it's great. stuck in my brain. Yeah. So just what is that? Like, what if, what if, what if you do? <laughs> like, what, what's the what's the fear there? What What badness happens if you do? Well, if I do, I have to go back. Oh. I have to go back and go around the same side of the pole. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> Andrew, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. So I'm, I'm curious, like, do you, like, do you ever not? Like, are you, are you ever just not paying attention? Or is this like a full on, you are vigilant to this at all times while you're out walking around? So, you know, listeners of our show will know that I live in a Final Destination, like, movie at all times. <laughs> that is true. So, he does. I just, that is my mentality all the time. What will hurt me? What is going to have around me? So that's just like, I don't know. I'm, I'm super high aware of everything going on around me. It's stressful. It's awful way of living. I don't recommend it, but okay. it's kept me safe to this point. <laughs> um. Okay, so tell me some other ways in which you are insane. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> how, about, how about we move on to Maddie now? <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, Maddie, how about you? Oh, dear. Uh, superstitions? Yeah, I mean, many of them. Um, you know, uh, for, for me, I, 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 I have a very big family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And my, my what's, parents. What's very big? What's very big? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm the last of nine children. So I grew Ooh. up in a, in a very Catholic family. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're Croatian. So like, I mean, we have, we have pretty serious ties to like, you know, like the old country, mm -hmm. um, with, which is honestly like, I mean, it's full of fucking like hell people and gypsies like that's where i come from I'm, I'm serious so like you know when we grew up Great. like we grew up with superstitions we grew up like truly believe like the reason why like the exorcist is my favorite horror movie is because i grew up believing in demonic possession like i grew up believing in these things um yeah. and they were all around us and so like for us like you know like th there's a ton of like simple superstitions like you know knock on wood or you know if you spill the salt throw salt over your shoulder that, that you know that kind of stuff don't step on a crack you'll break your mama's back all of that kind of stuff we honestly like somewhere deep inside of us as like the zeritage family we really believe that shit like we we live in a world uh i think of we live in a world that is full of forces that we don't see in front of us right now mm -hmm. and you know there there are there's good and bad things about that the the good things is that you know the world becomes magical when you do it mm -hmm. that way in a lot of ways. The bad part is that, you know, just like Andrew said, you, you, you're paranoid kind of all the time. You're, you're wondering always, when is the next shoe going to drop? So like, you know, it's, it's almost like when somebody asks me, what are my superstitions? It's almost like hard for me to even like enunciate them all because mm -hmm. I think I have so many, they're so deeply ingrained. They're so um, just like a natural part of who I am that it's mm -hmm. almost like, well, is that really a superstition? That's actually just kind of how I live in a way. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. It, and it sounds like, it sounds like you blame, not blame, maybe that's a strong <laughs> word, but that like yeah. it, it's, it's more cultural as opposed to religious, right? Like, cause the Catholic church has so. some, has some shit to it as far well, as superstition is concerned. But like, I mean, I, I think that there's uh and, and this will be fun for us to talk about. I think there's, there's a delineation between superstition and myth. Cause I yeah. do think that myth is a really important part of the human experience. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, it's absolutely cultural. I mean, you know, I, I'm in Ireland now in, in Ireland, they have their own superstitions about what you yeah. do and what you don't do and what you should do if this happens and what you shouldn't do if, you know, if that happens. And mm -hmm. in America, there's a whole different set. And in Chicago, there's a different set. And in Seattle, I'm sure that there's a different set, you know, where you guys are. So I think yeah. it's absolutely cultural. I think it's geographic. Um, it just depends on the environment in which you grew up and the stories that you were told growing up yeah. and how those become a part of, of, of who you are really deep yeah. inside. Uh, d speaking of deep inside, fucking Dan, uh, <laughs> uh, do, do you have any superstitions? Uh, well, I mean, I got caught 
as we were preparing to record, knocking, knocking on, on like, wood, looking yeah. for yeah. something <laughs> wood to knock on. So um, I think subconsciously, some of them have definitely snuck in, and the definitely the like very popular ones, like like if a black cat crosses my path, I notice it. Hmm. Um, a lot of it's just sort of noticing those things, but not actually putting any merit to that I'm going to be unlucky or lucky uh just because of that occurrence yeah um Mm -hmm. so i'm like but the the knock on wood for some reason i still still do it yeah Yeah. and i'm spooky as fuck so like a lot of (laughs) like a lot of the things that are traditionally considered unlucky i have a fondness for like the number 13 or yeah dan i'm i'm actually like the exact same way like i grew up anything that they told me that i could be like like, oh, don't go to the thirteenth floor. I'd be like, I'm going to the thirteenth floor. <laughs> yeah, check you know? me into room thirteen, thirteen, please. Exactly. <laughs> well, people who live on the fourteenth floor know they're on the thirteenth floor, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I always I avoid walking under ladders, but I think I that's because too. it's fucking dangerous. <laughs> yeah, that's just because there's like another human being above me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> It turns out I avoid splitting the pole, but only when I'm walking my dog because there's a leash between. Right. Us. Yeah. 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 I told you this was going to be a thing. <laughs> about, about, the, about the splitting the pole thing. Now that I live in Europe, I can tell you this. One of the one of the interesting things about America and look, America is such a chaotic pile of shit most of the time. And we all know that on this. Right. But if you think about the way that you walk on a sidewalk in America, think about what happens right now. You, and you can see it in your head. People walk on one side and they walk the other way on the other side, right? It's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's common across every city. Motherfucker, come to Europe because I got some news <laughs> for you. It is kamikaze fucking chaos out here. People <laughs> walk wherever they want to fucking walk. It's insane. Yeah. So you have to split the pole. You have no choice here. So I'm going to yeah. die in like a week probably. <laughs> uh, that a little bit reminds me of my uh, my first trip to Italy and like talk about cultural differences. They mm. do not stop at crosswalks. You just have no. to fucking grab your balls and start walking and hope to God that you don't get hit. Because like if you're waiting for somebody to politely stop for you because they see you, that's not Italian at all. That's not how they roll. No, um, motherfucker, they will speed up. Just yeah. let's, let's fuck with you. Yeah, <laughs> it's a stark contrast um, to a, a place like Hawaii where they still give you uh, tickets for jaywalking. <laughs> right, right, totally. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, so that that leads that leads to this this next sort of thing. I would like to assert that I believe that queer people are more superstitious than straight people, and my reasoning for that is mostly based in what I perceive as a obsession with the occult and tarot and uh, um astrology astrology especially in lesbians in, you know les, lesbians especially but but also gays yeah. um in, in uh I'm, I'm just wondering does that does that jibe with your experience uh with the queer community do you do you think that i'm all wet in thinking that hmm. well i mean as someone that grew up obsessed with the craft i can't really uh <laughs> can't gays really fucking say. love that movie <laughs> millennial gays love that movie I'm not just millennials. Um, and 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 as someone who has routinely sat down with my co-host and done tarot readings i i can't oh, yeah. refute what you say um mm. what why that is i don't i don't know i don't know um mm. but like i said i I'm one of those people, so I can't really refute it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I don't think that you're wrong. Um, I, I think that there, there, there is actually probably some really good data out there, to be honest. I'm not, not to get like all nerdy about this, but 
sure. the, the no, study it. it's hot the, the, yeah right right <laughs> um the study of like what people believe right now is a pretty hot topic because mm. in especially in america it, 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 mainline christianity is is on such a decline but it's such big business there is such mm -hmm. huge money and if you really think about it such huge property that is owned mm -hmm. by mainline Christian churches in America. It's, they're all over the fucking place. Mm -hmm. um, and so the study of like, what do people believe? Do they still go to church? Why don't they go to church? Is, is a pretty, it's, it's a pretty big deal right now, both, both from, 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 uh, from Pew and from Fetzer, from, from a lot of different research in, institutions. And so we're finding that, you know, more and more, and this is not a surprise to anybody, that millennials are what we would call nuns, N-O-N-E-S, they don't really believe in anything. Yeah. But if you go to those same people and you ask them about astrology or about tarot or about ghosts or about UFOs, you're going to get a really different answer. And so yeah. it's this really interesting dichotomy between like they're saying like, well, of course I don't have a religion. Why would I why would I be religious? And also, ooh, tarot, I love it. And so, you know, it's this weird liminal space that we live in where people don't really know what they believe anymore. They don't know why they believe it. They don't know the background really of what they believe because no yeah. one's taught them that. And so it's not like a, it's not a denigration. It's just the truth. Where are they going to study it if there's nowhere to study it? But then especially for gay people, I think it's, I think this is an interesting topic because for gay people that grew up, you know, anytime before now, basically we grew up as, especially in America in the American context, with a bunch of churches telling us how awful we were yeah. and how terrible we were and how disordered we were and why on earth would you ever want to be a part of that? And so somewhere deep inside also is this, this, um, this desire for meaning in a world that is fucking weird and awful and crazy. And it can't always be found in sex and it can't always be found in drugs and it can't always be found in alcohol and it can't always be found in your friends either. So when you go on that, that search for something deeper, but you're looking and you go, well, I can't be part of that church and I can't be part of that church or I can't be part of that religion or that religion. Yeah, sure. Something like tarot sounds really attractive. Something like astrology sounds yeah. very attractive. It, it's something easy to go into because there is no membership required. It's just there. All you got to do is you know, read the horoscope every week and you're, you're already part of the club. I, it, it's not a surprise to me that LGBT people look to those things um, as a way to discover meaning in their lives. And I think it's I think it's actually a really good thing. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking, too, about how like tying it to religion is exactly right. I think specifically yeah. Christianity, how, you know, the occult, like you're going to go to hell. Tarot, you're going to go to hell. If you play with the Ouija board, you're going to go to hell. Don't play Dungeons and Dragons. You're going to go to hell. Mm -hmm. It's the it's the devil. But but once gay people are gay enough and comfortable with themselves that they come out, they're already off that mainstream. Like they've been released from that sort of grip and then have sort of license to experiment with these things and realize, Oh, it's actually harmless. It's like, it's like the spiritual version of, of dare and telling us not to not to smoke mm, marijuana or we're going to be like instantly moving on to things that were harder. And then the first time I got high on pot, I was like, this is fine. They lied to me. What else did they <laughs> lie to me about? Right. <laughs> and I will just add to that, that, um, I actually now live in a converted nun convent. <gasps> 
Is it haunted? Tell me it's haunted. Not yet, but there's still time. <laughs> you know that shit's haunted. You're working you know on it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we moved into a, uh, it was built in the 1950s and uh, it was decommissioned in 2019 as a church and convent. And they converted it in the 90s to uh, condos. So I, I don't, once again, the, our, us gays are just drawn to this spooky shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, true? absolutely. Uh, do either of you own a Ouija board? Do I? Um, I, I think I, I had one. I think I had one in like Halloween decorations at one point, but not as a thing that I normally uh, practice with. In 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 college, in college, we did. I never did. Me and my roommates did. We had we had a glow in the dark Ouija board, um, and it was actually it was actually kind of cool. And we took that. We we like traveled with that thing. There there where where I went to college. I, I'm not going to keep blabbing. I promise. But where I went to college, we have this like haunted cemetery. It's called Step Cemetery. It's very scary. And we took the Ouija board there one night and played Ooh. with it on the on the stump where the ghost sits. Um, but honestly, I I have always been too scared to own a Ouija board. I can't do it. I just can't. It, 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 that's I mean that's superstition. Like, mm-hmm. say, it is. Say, say, exactly say more totally about is. that. Why why is that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, what, you know, going back to what I said uh, really early on, which is the the family that I grew up in. You know, like I said early, The Exorcist is my favorite horror movie. Growing up, my mom wouldn't let us have that in the house at all. Mm, if if mm-hmm, she discovered mm-hmm. it, it's out of here. No way. Because once again, we really believe we really believe in that stuff. Um, and the, the Ouija board, especially in that movie, it plays a big role in how Reagan becomes possessed. Um, and for us, you know, and I think for me, even still deep down, a little kernel of me believes like, what is actually making that thing move? And, you know, even though like the rational part of me knows that that's not it, um, and even like the spiritual part of me knows that that's not it, there is still that little, like I said, kernel of me that that is scared of it. There's that little tiny piece. And I wish I could get rid of it, but I can't. I just can't do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, and I will say, as a thirty-six-year-old uh, man, I'm still afraid to play Bloody Mary. So, you know, there's that. <laughs> Without a doubt, totally. Uh, in case people out there don't know what that is, why don't you explain the mechanics there? Uh, so, Bloody Mary is a, uh, a story. Uh, it varies from where you grew up, I think. Um, but essentially, what it really comes down to is that if you stand in front of a mirror and say Bloody Mary five times, she will appear to you. Um, there are different uh, legends that she will say what she will do. Some of them say they will. I, I grew up with this one. So, I grew up with you say Bloody Mary, which now I've said it three times, so I can't say it anymore. Uh. Um, <laughs> but um, I, I was told that if you say her name in the mirror five times she would appear to you and hand you a bloody baby and if you couldn't hold the bloody baby and dropped it she would attack you okay now that is a much more complex myth than we had in indiana (laughs) ours ours was like she's gonna kill you and that was it like the bloody baby i've never even heard that one before wow a slippery bloody baby that's like that's next level shit (laughs) it must be a cultural northern michigan thing i don't know hold my slippery baby good luck What's your favorite uh, brunch cocktail, Andrew? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, prefer, baby. I prefer a good mimosa, thank you. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like she's Beetlejuice, but with a slippery baby. Okay, yeah. uh, interesting, interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, where were we? I got, I just got lost. <laughs> well, I was asking you, fucking Dan, you have a Ouija board on a on a shirt. Do you own an actual Ouija board? I have a Ouija board on a shirt. I have a Ouija board on a blanket. I have Ouija board inspired 
knobs on my cabinetry. So okay. There's like yeses and nos and suns and moons. Sweet. Um, oh, that's cool. I don't. I don't think I own a Ouija board, although I hmm. recently saw a mold for creating your own resin Ouija board where you could embed whatever you want in it. And I'm like, there's definitely going to be bones inside a Ouija board that I'm yeah. going to make. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was raised by an occultist mother. So yeah. like we had the like encyclopedia of demonology on our shelves and mm-hmm. like books on on basically every, like astrology and uh numerology and palmistry and all that stuff. Yeah. So well, I was, well what, what, what I, what I wonder too on this is even just beyond owning the Ouija board, do any of us believe that the Ouija board works? Okay. I believe that it works, but I believe that there is a psychological model that, that okay. there are, that there are fine motor skill uh, muscles in, in your arm that are push that, that push. And that that's ultimately what happens. I had an opportunity to use a Ouija board. I think it was in high school. And I was terrified that it was going to spell out Mike is gay. So <laughs> <laughs> Mike sucks dick. Yeah, exactly. exactly. In hell. Yeah. Every, In every, hell, yeah. every little gay boy's fear. Yeah. It's true, though. It's Ouija true. board's going to out me. They know I suck dick. They know it. They know it. Yep. Yep. Um, okay. So, so you don't really believe that it works for a spiritual reason. No. Dan, do you believe it works? Uh I have a complicated relationship, I think, with with mm. with like the concept of ghosts and spirits. I I think there's a part of me that thinks it could. Mm. That thinks that like if all the right circumstance, like I think I believe in ghosts. Mm. Um, mm. The horror movies that scare me the most are are ones that are paranormal. That yeah, Same. supernatural stuff that involves ghosts. Um, the paranormal activity movies freaked me out. Um, oh my gosh! The, the first when I went and saw that early first one, <laughs> when I went and saw that first one, it freaked me out so much. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I, I'm most afraid of movies in which girls crawl out of televisions. It's a very <laughs> yes, specific girl. category. What about uh, going with into long the black hair? <laughs> and Andrew, Andrew, do you believe it works? Um, I I think that there is a huge um power in believing in and of itself. Uh, I think that as you continue to push your beliefs onto something, that it can manifest into some sort of energy that could make something happen. Do I necessarily, on my end, think that? No. But do I think that there could be something that people believe in so much that it could become true? Yeah. All right. Maddie, did you answer the question? If you if you think there's there's... A spiritualness to the way a Ouija board works. I think it works. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't know who make it, who makes it work or what energy makes it work or whatever. But yeah. Do do I believe that there are things in the world that we cannot see that are of, behind a veil that is just not visible to our eyes? Yeah. I mm. do. I do. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm super excited that both of you admitted to being crazy on our show today. That's yes. really great. I, I, so, <laughs> I, I think this is now the third time I've admitted to this today. So, <laughs> uh, so uh, mo- moving moving on, uh, this is going to drop on this episode drops on Thursday the 12th. So tomorrow is Friday the 13th, and I am wondering if you guys have any specific. Uh, well, what are your superstitions about Friday the 13th? Do you do anything on Friday the 13th? Um, how's, how does that affect your life tomorrow? Well, I, I think for us, just, you know, given the, the name of our show, Friday the 13th Horror Podcast, Friday the 13th is really special for us. Um, sure. You know, we, we, we have taken our moniker from the extraordinarily famous horror franchise that we both, you know, really love, Andrew especially. 
Um, and for us, I think, and, and you know, not not to speak for you, Andrew, but I'm sure you would agree. I think for us, it's it's a bit of a, a day of celebration, you know, in, in like the podcast world. Like it's like it's fun, you know. All of our listeners and all of our fans, they look they look forward to Friday the Thirteenth. It's like it's a mm-hmm. fun day to be spooky and scary. Like that's that's a cool thing. Um, I, I would say in, in my own personal life, like Friday the Thirteenth doesn't hold a whole lot of significance for me. If I'm being honest, like it's just kind mm-hmm. of another day. Um, I mean, it's, once again, it's fun to like do s- spooky stuff on. But like, I I don't really like avoid stuff because it's Friday the Thirteenth or whatever. Like, I I think maybe sometimes like in reflection, I'll be like, oh, that happened on Friday the Thirteenth. Isn't that weird? You know that hey, I, something weird happened. Um, but that's really about it for me. It, it just and which I'm actually kind of surprised about because it it should probably hold a little bit more significance in terms of how I think about it, but not really. Yeah, it's more just a day for fun. Yeah, I, I will say it's much more significant for me. Um, I actually was married on a Friday the 13th in October. Were, that's right. Um, and I every Friday the 13th, I will at least watch uh, the first two movies. If I can stop myself from you know falling asleep, I'll probably watch the first four movies, if I'm being honest. Oh, wow. um, okay. And then, you know, given our show. That's the right place to stop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, given our show, you know, what we really got our name from and what I always attribute what we got our name from is Friday the 13th Part 7, um, because Part 7 is where all of the gay characters or not gay characters, excuse me, gay actors were in that movie. Um, you know, we were fortunate enough to interview one of those one of those guys early on in our, our podcast. Yeah, Kevin Spiritus. Oh, wow. um, but it, it, it it's so weird because if you watch um, Crystal Lake Memories, uh, it's a documentary all about the making of the Friday the 13th movies. They talk about Friday the 13th Part 7 and how there were at least three actors on that um, movie set that were pretending to be straight, that were not um, not able to come out as gay yet because of their careers and their trajectory of their careers. Sure. So yeah, that's it's it's a really special thing for me on Friday the Thirteenth. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah. Well, for our Patreon segment, fucking Dan has developed a quiz for y'all, and um, it sounds like you're gonna do just fine. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, I will say, um, early on we guessed it. I, I forget the podcast, but they did a very similar thing, and we failed spectacularly. So. Oh, great. Great. I, I'm, I'm here for it either way it turns out. So. <laughs> and for our non-Patreon members, uh, the, the guys from Maddie and, and Andrew have asked us to make this available to everybody instead of behind the paywall. So uh, this this Patreon segment is going to be available to everyone. Yep. You, YouTube.com slash gayish podcast if you want to see the video of it. Um, right. Otherwise, it'll, we'll be releasing it uh, on the Patreon stream, but open to everybody. Um, we'll try to yeah. look extra sexy for you. We promise. Right. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. I'm going to have to take a shower or something before we do that. But um, <laughs> So uh, do, you, do you know why Friday the 13th is Friday the 13th? Uh, does anybody just already know the answer? And I'm explaining things that you already know. Uh, the one that I know of is uh, Jesus, right? Is that what we're looking at? Because Jesus. It's <laughs> always because Jesus. Good um, Friday. Yeah. Yeah. So, so and I mean, what it, it, a good Friday. Oh, my goodness. Uh, well, so uh, fucking Dan was kind enough to to look some of this up and, and history.com has has some interesting information about it. But 
they say it, it start it did start sort of before Jesus that that cultures Western cultures have historically associated the number twelve with completeness or wholeness or goodness. There's twelve days of Christmas. There's twelve months. There's twelve signs of the zodiac. There's twelve labors of Hercules. There were twelve gods of Olympus. The twelve tribes of Israel. Twelve as being like perfect had been fairly well established, and then. Uh, you know, if 12 is awesome, 13, you fucked up. You went, you went, you went one too far, right? Mm-hmm. Like that now it's, now it's back to bad. So there's already this sort of association there. Um, and, uh, I thought this was super interesting. The code of Hammurabi, um, had a 13th law that isn't there. It, huh. it was missed, but that was probably a clerical error. But, uh, superstitious people sometimes point to this as proof that 13 has been bad for, thousands and thousands of years right no it, it huh. actually just turns out there that Hammurabi was just tired of chiseling into the fucking stone like, <laughs> Hammurabi was done girl yeah. carpal tunnel set in I mean, yeah right. like talk about it yeah 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 Hammurabi uh, has some dom top energy I think sure. you know? Listen, um, if you had, if you had to write in cuneiform you fucking would too you're fucking right. pounding, <laughs> pounding stone all day like Guess what? The next step is pounding hole. Mm, <laughs> there, there you go. That's, you that know what? That's all that I could pull out today for for jokes. I, there you go. I, I, <laughs> we, we don't we don't like pulling out on this show. So um, okay. Uh, so so then um, yes, because Jesus, according to biblical tradition, there were thirteen guests at the Last Supper: the twelve apostles, one of whom was Judas, who was the betrayer, and uh, then Jesus making thirteen. And so that. It's believed that that gave the longstanding Christian superstition, uh, the gave rise to the longstanding Christian superstition that having thirteen guests at a table is a bad omen, and that you are inviting death if you have thirteen people at a table. Yeah, um, well, with that many people, I mean, it's going to be really expensive. So you might as well, you know, just <laughs> <laughs> have less friends, Jesus. That's like the really <laughs> that, that could have stopped the whole thing. That's the real message um, here. Stop surrounding yourself true. with people. He was very needy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that, but that's the number 13 Friday's negative associations are weaker. Um, but they also have roots in Christian tradition. Uh, Jesus was crucified on a Friday, which y'all were just talking about, but about good Friday. Um, uh, Friday was also said to be the day that Eve gave Adam the apple from the tree of knowledge. Um, and who's keeping track began... of that? Can I, can I be oh, honest here? Let's be right. <laughs> who's, who's on a calendar at the, the beginning of time with just two people marking off days. <laughs> yeah. 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 True. True story. True story. Well, and, and, uh, Friday was also supposed to be the day that Cain killed his brother Abel. Oh which, yeah. I did know that. That's right. Yeah. I, which again how do they know that like do we do we find the the ancient journal like were they carving into the tree of knowledge right. how many days it had been <laughs> or whatever they're um, like oh thank god it's friday jeez <laughs> yeah anyway i'll 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 stop boring you. Yeah, because jesus is the short answer i just <laughs> yeah. gave you the very jesus. long answer to because to, jesus because jesus um for the Bible tells you so. Yeah. There was also, in 1907, there was a book called Friday the 13th, written by Thomas William Lawson. I don't know if it's any good or not, but it's told the story of a New York City stockbroker who plays on superstitions about the date to create chaos on Wall Street and makes a killing on the market as a result. Interesting. Which huh. there's probably something to that, right? Like, Yeah. I mean... <laughs> 
I mean, religion uses it all the time uh, to, uh, you know, prey upon the the people that you, um, you know, that you can see that will believe whatever you, you know, put out there in the world because you are a person of power or a, a person of uh, wisdom that people see and people will believe you and they follow it. So that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's it's fear. Um, but it's it is interesting about the stock market because I bet if we were to ask if 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 this show just happened to have right now three stockbrokers on his guest right now, okay, and you ask them, do you have superstitions? I can guarantee each one of them would be like absolutely. I have oh, okay. a, I have a, a lucky thing, and I have a lucky thing, and I do this, and I do that, and I call this person, and I do that. Think about how much chaos is in the stock market every single fucking day. Like those are people who absolutely rely on superstitions and on patterns in their lives. And if they don't do them, then they are going to believe that because they didn't do them, that's why they didn't get that deal that day or that's why they didn't get that trade that day. So I I, I think that's really – I didn't know that about that book. But that's really, really interesting. It, it, and it, but is that superstition or just OCD? <laughs> right? Well, I think it's maybe a bit of both. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm maybe I'm not sure where 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 the line gets drawn. You yeah. know, yeah. Absolutely. People with OCD tend to. I think they create their own superstition sometimes. Like I yeah, need sure. to touch the doorknob five times before I leave or else mm-hmm. I have to go back and unlock the door and relock it and do it sure. again and that kind of thing. Yeah, I think there's yeah. a really fine line between those two things of what is considered a, uh, you know, a mental thing and what is considered something that I just grew up believing. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, <laughs> I mean, there are a lot of people that talk about religion is just mass delusion that you inherited from your parents. Um, sure. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> This is a quick aside, but when I was like four, maybe younger, I was a chatty kid. I would ask tons and tons and tons of questions. And um, you remember King Friday the 13th, the character from uh, uh, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood? Oh, yeah, for sure. It was King Friday the 13th? King Friday. King Friday the 13th. Yeah. I knew it was King Friday. I didn't know it was Friday the 13th. Though. I think. You should fact check that, Dan. Right. Do I your have, job. Have, there might be some <laughs> clicking. I, I, have, I, have a, I, have a, I have a deep connection to Mr. Rogers. I'm, I'm very... I, I, deep affinity for that for that show and for what that man did yeah Truly. absolutely well i was i was yak yak yakking to my aunt and to get me to shut up she said did you know mr rogers is gay <laughs> and that like <laughs> shut me down and i had so many questions about that my god um, but uh, uh yeah anyway love you Annie gail he, he always did keep a very neat house. <laughs> You're um, absolutely right. It's King Friday the 13th. MrRogers.org confirms it is King Friday the 13th. Yeah. Wow. And I wonder I wonder if that was Mr. Rogers trying to dispel some of the superstition about that. But I think that character was in, it was uh, created well before 1980s oh, for horror sure. movie Friday the 13th. And um, th- this article, at least on History.com, says that 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 more firmly ensconced Friday the 13th as a superstitious day than huh. really anything else leading up to it, as, at least in American culture. So wait, um, the, the, art, the, the article posits that the character of King Friday the 13th, that's what ensconced it? No. The, 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 the movie Friday the 13th, released oh, in 1980, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, is for sure, without a doubt. Yeah. Perhaps the best known example of the famous superstition in pop culture. And, um, but that I, I was saying that that Friday the 13th, the character, I, I wonder if Mr. Rogers created that character because there was already such a stigma about Friday the 13th. He was trying to dispel some of that and that fear for 
kids. Probably. Yeah. He was. I, I, I think that, that his, I think that Mr. Rogers, what he was always trying to do was to remove fear from everyone's lives. Yeah. And whether it was fear about black people, whether it was fear about gay people in the end, it took him a while, but he did get there. Yeah. Um, whether it was fear about women, whether it was fear about war or, or death, that's what, that's what his, his mission always was to remove fear from children's lives. Yeah, what'd you find, Dan? Go ahead. You guys are absolutely right. Uh, on MrRogers.org, it says, Fred thought it would be fun to name his royal puppet King Friday the 13th because so many people are superstitious about that day, and he wanted to make it a fun day instead. <laughs> so every Friday the 13th would be the King's birthday, a day of celebration, and the earliest days when the program was live, families could actually anticipate that a birthday party for the King was going to happen on that episode. Oh, what a sweet, loving dear. Uh. That's adorable. That's God, what adorable. a sweet man he was. Jesus Christ. Yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. Um, well, moving on, one last segment here before we wrap up the show. Uh, Dan, you had told me that you have some uh, numerology or superstitious numbers that we were going to talk about. And some of them have a queer angle. Yeah, yeah. So obviously Friday the 13th is a, a number-based superstitious day. Um, and so I started digging in if, uh, if there were other days or other numbers elsewhere in the world that, uh, that you know, like is Friday the 13th universal or is it pretty Western, which seemed to be the case. Um, not even just Western, maybe sort of North American in, in some ways. But um, in Italy, it's Friday the 17th that is unlucky. Um, and that's because the Roman number, supposedly the Roman numeral for 17 can be rearranged into the Latin word V-I-X-I, which is Latin for my life is over. Oh, God. So it's very convoluted. But Jesus I think Christ. superstitions often come from these weird convoluted things. You know, fucking, yeah. you know, look, I, I'm part Italian, so I can say this. Italians are so fucking dramatic. That's a good example <laughs> of it right there. There you go. Um, in Hispanic and Greek culture, it's Tuesday the 13th. Okay. Uh, that's unlucky. Um, I didn't have a reason why. Um, Wasn't it, that the prince's name in Mr. Rogers? Prince Tuesday? Go ahead. Oh, maybe, <laughs> yeah. <sighs> It yeah. was. Maybe Mr. Rogers was super into numerology. Yeah, he was a Satanist. Let's start that rumor. <laughs> Beloved icon. He was a bisexual <laughs> Satanist. Uh, excellent. Um, and then there's a bunch where it's like the way the word sounds, sounds like another word or is literally the same as another word. And that word is, is creepy. So in China, the word for four sounds like the word for death. Oh. And so uh, they skip the fourth floor when building um, Jesus. sometimes in China. In Japan, nine sounds like the word for torture. Uh, so nine is unlucky. In Afghanistan, the number 39 translates to Mordegao, which literally means dead cow, but is slang for a pimp. And so that's apparently unlucky. If you what see a car fuck? with a with a 39 in the license plate, like you keep your distance. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So um, if you see a car with a 39, that means he's a pimp. Is that what we're <laughs> alluding here? And That's a dead cow. Seems... <laughs> <laughs> yes. There's a dead cow in the trunk, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the other two that were particularly interesting and odd to me and, and queer uh, in Mexico, uh, what I read was the number 41 is considered taboo and avoided. Um, and at one point the army left out the 41st battalions, hotels and hospitals didn't have, didn't use it anywhere. People would skip their 40, celebrating their 41st birthday. Jesus. Oh, I wish I could have. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the reason behind it is really weird and homophobic. Um, there was a party held in Mexico on November 17th, 1901. 
Okay. Where reportedly there were 41 guests, maybe 42. Um, and it was all men who gathered under the cover of cover of night to dance together. Okay. Um, supposedly like half the men were dressed as women and like dresses and jewelry and makeup. Um, and there was rumors that the president's own son-in-law was the 42nd guest. Um, and this was like such a big scandal, um, that it like created this entire superstition around the number 41 being unlucky. Wow. Yeah. So, so basically wow. just uh Puerto Vallarta during COVID is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yes. And uh, then, w- w- what numbers say gay orgy to you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the last one was uh, from Brazil and like arguably not a superstition. Um, this is where a sort of superstition crosses over maybe into just like straight up transphobia and homophobia. Mm, Um, uh, The number 24 is almost unanimously refused by any footballers in Brazil. Um, And here's another convoluted explanation. There is a gambling game in Brazil called, I wish Kyle was here, Hogo do Bicho. Mm -hmm. Uh, And each number in that game corresponds to an animal. And the number 24 corresponds to the word to, to the animal, a deer. And the word for deer is veado. And the word for the word viado is uh, slang for a transgender sex worker. And so if you wear a 24 on your jersey, you are a transgender sex worker. You're a trans sex worker. You're going to be like accused of being gay or trans or, or queer. Wow. And so uh, apparently the article I read was from 2019 and of. It said of 600 footballers in that season, only one was wearing the number 24. Wow. And bingo was his name. Oh, uh, wow. I mean, that's crazy. That's also not surprising coming out of Brazil at all. Yeah. Not in yeah. the least. I mean, they have their they have their share of machismo and toxic yeah. masculinity look, look, issues. Look at like, their fucking president. Jair Bolsonaro is a fucking like devil. Like an he's like an actual devil on earth right now. He's a terrible, rotten piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, all of our listeners in Brazil. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Love you, Um, Brazil. Hate him. uh, Tell me how badly I pronounced the Portuguese. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it was pretty good. Yeah. Says a a bunch of white people. I mean, you know, whatever. I don't know. Uh, Uh, Andrew, uh, before we go to break, you said that you had some interesting tips or like a top 10 or something. So yeah, it's it's really stupid, honestly. If you if you want to go look it up, there is a pride for this show. Yeah, okay. is a, a, a pride dot com article that is basically um, the gayest ways to uh, come back from superstitions. So I will just give you an example, and then your listeners can go on to pride dot com and, uh, and and look that up. But basically, uh, it is uh, if you go under a ladder, you come the next person that you see, you greet with a yas queen, and it will <laughs> and it will help with your ridiculous. bad luck. <laughs> Great. Okay, so this is the like throwing a pinch of salt over your shoulder fixes it. Here's how you fix it, but in a gay way. Exactly. Got it. <laughs> Got it. So so did we do it? I think we did it. We talked about the superstitions. Yeah. That we was fun. had some laughs. Yeah. We talked about Ouija boards, which that's magical. We made Mr. Rogers a Satanist, <laughs> a bisexual Satanist. I'm going to I'm going to knock on wood right now just for fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's knock on wood while we take a break. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. Yeah. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. 
So are we back? We're back. <laughs> We're back. Uh, we are going to do our gayest, the straightest. But first, Maddie and Andrew, where can people find you, learn more about your show, what you're up to, etc.? So Friday the 13th Horror Podcast is a podcast all about horror, horror in real life, and horror in the movies from an LGBT perspective. You can find us all over the damn place. First off, you can listen to us wherever you already listen to podcasts. And on social media, you can find us by searching for us on Facebook you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at at Frygay13. That's Frygay, F-R-I-G-A-Y-1-3. You can also email us if you damn well want to, Frygay13 at gmail.com. Andrew, did I forget anything there? If you want to hear the inner musings of uh, my lovely co-host, Maddie, you can find him at Maddie underscore Zaddy. Um, I do not have personal social media. It's just a personal choice. Um, but I run all of the Friday the 13th social media. So if you want to contact me, you can contact me at those places. Awesome. Be sure to check them out. It's a fun show. And uh, uh, we were on it here not too long ago and, mm-hmm. and talked about the Pulse nightclub stuff down in Orlando, um, which despite being a heavy subject, was still a lot of fun to talk. We to still guys. had a great time for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's important. It's important that we remember that stuff, you know, without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, our website is gayishpodcast.com. We are on all social media as at Gayish Podcast. Uh, our hotline, you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails is 585-542-9474. That's 5855-GAYISH. Our email address is gayishpodcast at gmail.com. And our physical mailing address is post office box 19882, Seattle, Washington, 98109. A uh, couple of quick programming notes. Uh, please, uh, if you can, come to Yakima Pride. We're going to be doing a live show for the first time in damn near two years. It's going to be on Sunday, August the 22nd, just a week and a half from now. Sunday, August 22nd, 2021 at 1 p.m. at Hop Capital Brewing in Yakima. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you can meet meet the crew. You can meet my mom. She's going to be there. It's going to be a, a gay old time. And especially if you didn't get to have Pride this year, like we didn't in Seattle, uh, that is Pride weekend for Yakima. They decided to move it to uh, the end of August. And so there's going to be a parade on Saturday. And uh, you can see you can see the fucked up place I grew up. It's going to be fantastic <laughs> and magical. Um, yeah. So let's do our gayest, the straightest. Uh, the straightest thing about me this week, uh, I went to a funeral for a family friend uh, last night who had passed away of COVID in, in, in February. Um, but like, again, from Yakima County, uh, uh, just surrounded by pickup trucks and cowboy hats it was very redneck which there's nothing that'll make your butthole pucker up and get like real straight acting like that kind of a crew and uh i got up and played music and and i was like what's the straightest song i know and and uh uh, kicked off uh old time rock and roll which that might have been even that might have been too rock and roll for that for that crowd um the gayest thing about me this week is related which is uh i did it all of that while drinking truly but sort of secretly like <laughs> i was hiding hiding my truly <laughs> um but yeah okay fucking dan yeah gayest uh, and straightest hit yeah, me yeah since since i don't get to do this often it's, yeah. it's not super recent but also still topical uh so my gay ass uh, as soon as things opened up i got strep throat yeah you did followed by a cold yeah followed by a second cold yeah oh, great no <laughs> making out with way too many boys uh so i'm still recovering from that second cold right now mm-hmm. um and probably the straightest thing related i am i don't come near me when i'm sick Oh. Don't try and take care of me. Don't try and tell me what I should do. Oh. Just give me fucking space. Okay. You can drop off soup or something, but like I 
I'm one. I do not. I, I do not want to be babied. Okay. I'm. I, I turn into a, a grouchy grouch. Not even cuddles. Well, right. I've just been so freaked out that I was going to get anybody else sick. Oh, I've yeah. been like, it's just me and my dog. All right. Mostly. All right. Word of the wise: Stay away from Dan <laughs> when he's sick. Anyway. No. Get uh, away from Dan. <laughs> Dan, I'm learning. Um, I'm learning that we are more and more alike every sentence that you speak. <laughs> uh, Andrew, do you want to go next? Sure. Uh, the straightest thing about me this week is that I remodeled a bathroom. Whoa. Um, however, the gayest thing about me is that I only designed it and I made everyone else <laughs> do the work. <laughs> I was going to say that's super lesbian of you, but then it, that's totally not. That's yeah. like, like she would have gotten it done herself. But you, you, you have people for that i guess i got a contractor and everything (laughs) (laughs) oh that's great um maddie how about you oh man you know straightest thing for me is actually really hard to determine because i truly am just that gay like i really mean that it just like it's it permeates every every bit of me um but the straightest thing about me this week is i um i guess i put together a desk there it is i did some manual labor I, i really put my elbow grease into it yeah it's the desk I'm at right now. And honestly, it was a little difficult to put together. So I'm kind of proud of it. Um, I mean, the, even Ikea counts as straightest. That's still that's still yeah, butch enough, enough. To, to count. I'm, I'm down fair for that. Enough. Yeah. Uh, the gayest thing about me this week. Oh, there's actually been there's been there's been a, this has actually been a pretty gay week for me, believe it or not. Um, gayest thing, though, would have to be. Um, well, you, you know, actually, I went on a date last night. Um, oh. which was fun. Cause you know, I'm, I'm new to the city and I'm all over the apps and like, you know, meeting people and whatever fresh meat. Yeah. met this one guy. Yeah. And, and listen, and over here, they love an American. So I, I went and listen, Americans, if you want to go to Europe, go to Ireland. It's the one place where, where you're loved. Trust me. Yeah. Um, went on a date though, you know, and it was, we had a fun time and like, how can that not be the gayest thing that I did? Like I went on a gay date. There it is. It's gay. (laughs) There it is. That's awesome. Well, um, Maddie and Andrew, Andrew and Maddie from Friday the 13th, thank you so much for being on today. Really appreciate it. Thanks so much for having us. This was a blast. Yeah, Yeah, awesome. Um, And also have some other people to thank. They are our super gap bridgers on Patreon. They include Christopher Farrell, Jerome York, Tipsy McStumbles, Jamie Pugh, Dusty Sands, Clinton Withers, Thomas B. Explosive Lasagna, Patrick Martin, Kevin Henderson, Anonymous, Forrest Nail, and Chris Cachetorians and CN and Javi. <laughs> um, that is it for Gayish from the Chris Cachetorians studios. I'm Mike Johnson. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. Mary. Hold my slippery baby. (laughs) (laughs) So weird.